It's Mario the Comic, uh, aka the Comedy Goon, and you're not watching Older Scene TV. Talking about you know movies, comedy, yeah. Instagram roasting because that boy told you you got. I'm like seven. I'm like short sleeve. Seven short sleeve teeth. Shamal, yeah. I be I be using that. I, like I, I use that now in my stand up. I be telling people that in the in the crowd. I roast myself, so it's easy for me to like embrace all that. I grew up ripping, so yeah. Shout out to my dog Shamal Allen. Yeah. So, man. And so, do you think you could ever? I'm like run out of 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 just ripping. Oh, it's gonna always be something. Nah, it's always gonna be something you can come up with, you know. I and then for me, it's easy, you know. Uh, but nah, I don't think you can run out, you know. It's all right. so ribbon like roasting. Well, we say we say ribbon in New Orleans, but you know worldwide it's roasting. But uh, when it comes to that, man, you're not supposed to really. The more personal you try to make it, the more corny it is. And you know, an unfunny joke is an insult. So you just, you really, it's about, it's about, it's about, it's about standing unpredictable. You hear me? It's not really about generally based off you looking at what somebody got on and just standing on that. Like, it can be all types. If you're good. I'm well, speaking from an if you're good perspective. But I had to, you know, growing up in New Orleans, I, roasting was like fighting. You had to know how to roast to survive and sometimes. I'm like ribbing, turn it, turn yeah, it into yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know you got the niggas that hit you with the own ribs, son. Black and fight. You know? Or if you rib and like say something too funny and everybody laughing. Like I had some fights. Somebody get up like, well, they basically say, "Oh, you funny? How about you? You know, if you don't throw the mans." Right, that type. Of <laughs> yeah, a lot of you know. A lot I, of times I, I've, 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 I've had the moments uh, in school growing up, and I've, I've also had a, I had a bunch of those moments with with me being a comedian. You know, I've had. Niggas try to tip me uh, all type of weird shit because you know they figure I'm a comedian and you know shit sweet. But I'm never I'm never trying to like prove to niggas that I'm not just a comedian. Like I don't get into all that. You feel so me? what you think a nigga feel after a nigga tear your ass up ribbon and and you being a comedian and whooping the ass? Like how you think a nigga feel when you go home what? and after Mario to whooped your ass and ripped your ass? Oh, <laughs> I might have to move. <laughs> I might have to move or something, you heard me. So, like, when you know, like, how you just say, like, the world goes roasting and ripping. Like, when you think, like, why you think people in New Orleans just always come up with their own shit? Like, like ripping. We just creative, period, man. It's a lot of personalities down here in New Orleans. So, like, why do you think they call it ribbon? I don't know how it got to, <laughs> I don't know how it got to uh, ribbon, but it, the origin is from jail, Joseph, like the word. Right. But, uh, you know, growing up in New Orleans, you had to lo- you had to know how to rev. You had to know how to roast. It was like a form of defense. It was like a defense mechanism at one point. And I I didn't really have like my dad my dad like I ain't really like you know I, I wasn't a, you know of course I was in the fall song. I said I said that in the last interview. But you know how that is when you growing up like that. I ain't really have the the Jordans and the you know. I was considered the dirty nigga. You know, in New Orleans, dirty don't necessarily mean like you stink. You don't take baths, you, you, but, but you, you look dirty. You just look. I just had the conversation with somebody. You just don't have the 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 right gear. Right. I had the conversation. 
probably with my steps, and I told him like, you know, it like, like middle school is like starting that point in your life where a person like if you dirty and stink, it might it might follow you for the rest of your life. Like if you stink, yeah, you dirty. Like man, that nigga was dirty. Like they still remember. Like you yeah. got money, man. That nigga used to be dirty. Yeah, but that's like, <laughs> yeah, man. But it's like if you stink, but like at the end of the day, like I don't even look at it like that because when we was growing up, we was kids, so niggas right. was on type of time. But you got niggas that still think like that now. Yeah, some hard Which, you know? yeah like, <laughs> niggas retarded as a motherfucker. Niggas really look at a nigga. Niggas, are, you got niggas out here fucking with niggas on the strength of what they have and how they dress. So, you, niggas still pulling the high school antics. Still. Niggas <laughs> too old for that, huh? Yeah. Niggas, niggas too old to be starstruck on hood shit. You know how it go, but. So, you know, and but you went viral with this crazy skit, you know, and like, some people thought it was real at first. Somebody thought it was really on, you know, first Which one? Well, first fall date? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that, 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 like, everything I've ever done in my career with comedy, it, it came with a story. Everything has a, a vital piece to it. So, as a matter of fact, like, with going viral, I don't really be knowing. I just put out content, you know, so first fall date was my first viral video. That was 12 minutes. It was me, Mark Seeds, I started doing, I started like, my. I really got my comedy career cooked up with Mark, with Pisha Pants Comedy, you know him? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, shout out to Mark Seeds, so, uh, it was him and this guy named Dub, Dub Beats, he made beats and he, he do, uh, he do video rock, he do videos too, so, he, we, you, Mark had Pisha Pants Comedy, I linked with him, and, uh, we went to doing comedy, uh, we went to doing a lot of, like, different shit, not just the stand-up, but Mark was like a, a little bit more seasoned than us, you know, with the like with just going about doing different shit besides the stand up. Like he he regulated the videos and all that stuff. So you how first forty eight came along, I used to do the joke on stage. It was called What a First Forty Eight Came to New Orleans. That was my headline joke I would use. It ended up coming. Yeah. It ended <laughs> up coming. It's crazy. And until it until this day. I operate like that. When I'm done with a joke on stage, I'll bring it real life with uh with, with the skit. Or oh, sometimes I just bring it back to the, to the stage. I recycle my shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was 12 minutes, and uh I did the joke stand up wise, and we did a we did a, a a video that was 12 minutes. It was uh the first 40 video, and this is before first 40 came out down here. Uh. Uh, we, we we shot it in Mark Kitchen. Yeah, that was a kitchen that wasn't no real. It looked real, but I ain't gonna lie, man. That was my, my beginning days. I was like, I was a different type of broke. You heard me? I had that shit on for three days in a row. Some, my, my two viral videos came a day after each other with them too. You heard me? But like, you make the best shit when you don't have nothing. Like, for real, I'm serious. So, music, comedy, everything. All that shit. All that shit. So, uh, you know, we did the video. And the video did its thing. Before that, we had went viral and got, we had the shit New Orleans girl say. And that shit got picked up by Worldstar. This was two, 2012, 13. This was before Instagram came out. This is when Worldstar was, this when Worldstar was popular. This is prehistoric time with comedy. Like, comedy wasn't the most popular thing like it is now. Shit, you feel me? So, we put it out. And, uh, it got stuck. It got stuck at, like, uh, at like 30,000 views. The crazy part is that when we went viral, it was a group of us. But we had like some real 
Five Hall Beats Temptation shit going on, you feel me? But I wasn't on no Eddie Kane shit or no, uh, no David <laughs> Ruffin shit, nah. But one of the homies was, and he was like, man, I ain't, you know, we had got a bunch of views. And one of the homies like, man, I ain't doing this shit. Mark had this stand-up show called uh, Laugh and Sip that we used to run. So niggas found out that, that Mark was getting the door and they was getting the bar. Some of the comics mad. I was mad for like five seconds, but I'm such a businessman. In my head, I'm like, well, a homie, this is the homie spot. He the one that regulated the business. We just pulling up performing. This is show. Like, I'm watching this show go from zero people to a bunch of people, even though we there, we doing our thing, we promoting it, but still, the, the show growing, and that's how it's supposed to go. Like, this is show. So, he paying, the, I, I'm, niggas probably getting like $30 a Thursday. But this is man's show. I'm not tripping. And I ain't even saying this shit trying to play on my dog. We all ain't getting no money. But I'm so thankful and grateful and cool with it. Cause you go from zero dollars to I'm getting thirty dollars a week. I'm looking for my I'm looking for my twenty and ten every Thursday. Woo! I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't tripping on that shit. So niggas got any feelings, niggas got mad, and niggas like I I think that affected, you know, that and us getting views and niggas thinking that because we got a bunch of views on YouTube that we supposed to go. Now all this didn't happen before first forty eight go viral. You hear me? Dog. It's like that shit got like uh like I said it was stuck at forty thousand views, right? Or thirty, forty thousand views. First forty eight premieres in New Orleans, like a year later. No, a couple of years later. Like twenty fourteen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> 2015, it go viral. Like, I wake up one day, and, and I'm all over social media. I'm seeing Benny Seagulls. I seen the dude that got, uh, God bless the day, that was his name, uh, Chinks from Coke Boys from French Montana. Mm -hmm. He posted it. Uh, everybody, I'm talking about everybody can think of posted. As a matter of fact, Kevin Durant posted it. On on Vine, this is Vine was popping. Six seconds of the video went viral. I didn't even know it was gonna. I didn't. I didn't plan for that. I'm just such a humble nigga, dog. And if you still have me telling people your whole whole, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> people thought it was real. People thought it was real. You know, cause we unheard of. So the the only part about that was that when it went viral, just imagine that shit going viral, and I can't do nothing to capitalize off it. Cause people don't know it's me, so it's like I'm on the outside looking in. And they think it's real. Yeah, I'm like, like yo, if you a real comedian, I'm like, yo, 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 it's me, tag it's me, me, tag me. <laughs> Niggas like, ah, fuck this nigga. It's like you feel me. But the fire part is like, I, I I worked so hard on just branding myself and just moving forward with that shit and learning from it to where like it never lost no steam. Like it got legs on it. It's still going viral right now. Like I can post it right now to get a bunch of views. Cause people and I just, just saw that boy on the headliner poster. Yeah, live yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, and we shout out on Michael Gordon, the wings yeah. and all of my people. Take care of live. Facts. 
he go to live, man. Yeah, he, he thought it was real. Yeah. He thought it was real. You know? I'm like, man, nah. But like that, that ain't the only one that went viral. I had uh, the video with uh, with Labusi, me and Labusi fussing. Yeah. We were shooting a movie, that one. Uh, the video when I was uh, fake proposing to my girl. That one in Neo's. Uh, what's the recent one I just had, man? That's another one I just had. Oh, uh... I was, uh, it was a, uh, a video, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a video making, it was a video, one of the videos I make, I'm in, right now I'm in a, it's a video going viral right now, I'm a, I'm in a flavor, and I'm acting like a store clerk, and I'm blowing on a nigga because he buying socks, and people think it's real, you know, a lot of content stage, so it's like, man, I'm gonna stage my own content now, so shit, that's why, that's how I be doing that shit now, like, I, I stage my own content. Like I put, I put my own content out, and then I make it look like it's real. So, so, it, tell us I'm like, how it um was like, I'm like working with I'm like Boosie all the time because I know you know, it, it, like people who never met Boosie, Boosie like funny himself. Yeah, he's funny. He's people funny. don't really like it's everybody fun. don't see him. It's fun working with that nigga, man. And he like he'll be surprised like how how into his shit he be he be into his shit. Like he don't just be sitting back like on the it's my shit, you know. You know how niggas is. Niggas just want you to focus on. It's, niggas just want you to focus on the point that is they shit. You know, niggas not even worried about doing the work. You know, niggas just standing on the entitlement part. But like that nigga funny as a motherfucker. Like in real life, like he fun to work with. That nigga really crazy though, dog. He be turned. He be lit. Like he be having a whole set lit. You feel me? Like he he really be in there. That nigga real Joe's though, bro. Hey, but speaking on Joe's, and I was about to say that next, like, you was Joseph Bad in that prison movie, <laughs> Sailor the Perfect Pop. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Talking about the x Yeah, x Pop. That shit was funny. Shout out to K Dub and shout out to Boosie. Man, I ain't gonna lie. And they gave us a real x <laughs> He gave us a real x Yeah, I, I was teed up. Fuck so that. So you was really like. I was lit. I took a little piece. If you lived that moment for real. Well, I was turned. <laughs> <laughs> Real movie shit, huh? I'm playing, you <laughs> It was easy, though, to act like a nigga that was rolling, though. So it was like, it was funny because, like, you know, nigga that had the moments of experiences before, so it was easy to act like that. It wasn't doing, it wasn't too much acting for me. It was real easy for me to do that. And the part on the phone, that was, that was the one right there. But we did a script reading where I had a, it was a bunch of, it was like about, it was, it was three or four more roles. That he had me for, but I read for all four roles. I killed all four of them, but he already had in his mind which which role he wanted to go with. He wanted to go with the prison role, and the thing about it is this: that was a that was a movie based off of real situations, right? So my character was in real though. He just came up with a comical character. If he needed something, you know. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, man. So it's like by him. Include me in that situation. I just, I just felt like I, that put me on a whole different level because a nigga had the demand to come, come get me. And part, you know, the sit, the second movie, uh, what was it? Uh, Where's MJ? That, yeah. That just came out for Christmas. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be in Where's MJ. Now this, 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 all uh, this, all this, this live, this live and exclusive right here on Nolazine TV. Me and Rob Kaiser was supposed to play the leading roles to Where's MJ. You feel me? 
because uh, I remember he told me this like 2019, not too long after we shot My Struggle. We was running in that Magic City. He was like, I'm shooting this movie called Where's MJ? I'm making MJ, my son, the character. We doing like a spinoff of Home Alone. You know, Rob gonna play the robber, man. You feel me? But he went with the move of going with Desi and Hope and Groove Hero. Uh, salute to both of the homies. Like, I hate that. I fucks with that, you feel me? Like, as a businessman, you gotta go with what's best, what's best for you. Like, if you feel like this is the best move to go with, you do that. I'm not about to sit down and turn no opportunity down because of my feelings and no shit like that. Like, it's business. I don't know what I, I don't know what I would have done in this situation. You know, shit happens. It is what it is. You feel me? So, uh, what happened was the premiere to my struggle happens in Atlanta. And, you know, of course, I'm not. But the effect I have in the theater, I didn't hear myself on stage. I didn't saw people laughing at my videos on social media. But to hear people laughing at me in a movie theater, that was a different experience. And I'm talking about I was breaking that motherfucker in half. You hear me? I broke it in half so much that after the movie, he tell me in the lobby, link with me in the morning, I'm putting you in, whereas MJ, I want 60 Power X, I need you to write your own lines. If that premiere don't happen, he don't put me in the movie. Now again, I can be on some shit like, man, you told me you was going to have me as a star role for the... I don't give a fuck about that. I'm in the movie. You feel me? It's the and, opportunity. Yeah, you feel me? And he gonna, he, gonna, he broke it off. He broke it off. And he broke it off on the strength of the demand. You feel me? Because again, I don't think I was gonna be in a movie if that premiere don't happen. That premiere happened and I shook the world in that motherfucker. That prison part, you feel me? Imagine that motherfucker live. You got all the mainstream niggas in there. Like this, this, this Boosie first movie premiere was, was star studded. So, you know, I'm a nigga that collect data. I'm checking all that out. So when people, when my part come on, I'm looking at everybody in that motherfucker dying laughing. And he is too. So, you know, I work to get in all that shit. You feel me? And I think all that come from me being on social media too. Because I be learning a lot from myself on social media. I go, I do a skit and I go back and watch it. And I look at something I could have, I could have did. I, I look at something that I could have done different. Or something I could have said different. Or, you know, a movement I could have made with my hands or something. So, you know, I'm working to get better. And that's why whenever I do a movie, when I'm like one take slim. I'm like Steph Curry with that shit. You heard me? So, like my confidence out the roof now. I'm working. I don't feel like I know it all, but gotcha. nigga can't fuck with me. So, let's talk about, you know, that controversial you being in the movies. Like, you was in trying to come up with yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of people... Wasn't expecting you to play a, like even a different type of role that actually you know shows how like you know dudes kind of be undercover. No, yeah. So that role was like it was that's you know, bro. That was a that that was a moment when I knew I'm like yeah I'm about to I'm about to go up I'm about to be to the next level because that's one of the situations where I call it was like a real it was like a real million dollar decision. You feel me? Like, that's something that I'm going to be faced with in the future a lot. That's how I know I'm up there. You feel me? So, uh, first and foremost, read your contract, kids. Always read your contract and scripts. Full through. Even even read the whole script. Don't, don't just read your part. Read the whole script. I'm saying that because... Uh... I didn't read the whole script. I read uh, just my part. Now, I wasn't in a position to where I, I had signed something or did something to where 
I have to, uh, I have to do it. I did it because I wanted to. Now, I didn't want to do it at first, but I thought about it. I went to talk to some family, and then I came up with a way to do it to where I'm comfortable. And then on top of that, you know, I fuck with that. You know, this is what he feel like is best for his movie. This is my homie. I'm in, I'm in with his vision with it. You feel me? So, um, you know, it's all in nut with me. So, I did it, and I'm happy I did. I don't regret it. It actually showed a different side of me as far as, like, how I can handle those type of situations and uh, the aftermath of it. Now, for everybody who watched it and for all the niggas that were saying, he's, he's too comfortable with Trophy under the covers. That wasn't Trophy. That was my old lady. It just had the... That was the voice of Yeah, you feel me? That was my old lady under the covers. That's why I was so comfortable. The only part that man Trophy shot was when he kneeled in the bed with the dildo talking about doing that to get the gun or whatever, you feel me? And it wasn't overwhelmed with that. You know, that's why I kind of was fucking with it too because it didn't have it throughout the movie, you feel A me? A lot of people, you know, like, it, I mean, it was controversial. It was like on the guy, um, J.L. Fines, yeah. about the, you know, but Pete Valley, and he was like, man, you know, yeah, but that wasn't dude in a lot of them clips. It's doubles and different things. Yeah, it's like not. That. It's not like it's a movie, but like niggas pay attention to what they want to pay attention to. It's kind of like the movie that just dropped. Um, of you people. Yeah, like with Lauren London and your boy. And like, they, really, they didn't really kiss. Yeah, they really ain't kiss. Right. Like, listen, movies. That's what the movie's supposed to do. They more, It ain't a movie if they if it don't if it don't make you think it's real. But the common sense part, I guess, is not so common for niggas to think that it's real, for niggas to think that that really happened. I really think niggas be weird on their own type of time. You know, niggas that was saying like I was too comfortable with this shit. And niggas pay attention to, niggas pay attention to shit the way, the way they want to pay attention to it. Like niggas, niggas would tell me like I play Sissy Pyrex too good. You know that character I play, right? right? Now you never see me dabble with a dude with Sissy Pyrex. You never see me do nothing like weird and sexual Sissy Pyrex, none of that shit. Niggas thought First 48 was real too, bro. Niggas thought that was real. Niggas still think First 48 real. Right? Just like I played Sister Pyrex good, I played First 48 good. I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to sell a role. So that's my job for, for you to think it's real. But for you to act like it's real and, and try to treat me like it's real, that's when it get kind of weird and kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck, like, you feel me? But I'm not tripping on that, you know. I've, I had, I got all type of phone calls about that shit. And then on, on, on top of all that, Trophy is a, yeah, I don't look at Trophy as, like, that's what, nobody I do business with, I don't get to that side of them. All I care about is what we doing. So I'm not caring about this man's sexuality. I'm looking at, I'm looking at as a nigga that chased his dream and I'm, that I'm seeing improving and going for it all with this shit and doing this thing and very talented. So that made it all the way even more better because I'm linking with a nigga who fuck with, who fuck with this shit for real and he's gay. So it really, it really, it didn't have, it wasn't a, it didn't look like a nigga was trying. That's why I'm proud of, I'm proud of this shit because it was good acting. So, but I can't control how niggas look at what I'm doing. You know, people gonna always have something bad to say. Regardless of what you're doing. And a nigga like me, I'm not in no business to try to prove to a nigga otherwise. To try to make people like me or, or make people value me or whatever it is. Or value my opinion. Check this out, bro. I don't care if a nigga respected. I don't care if a nigga 
like it or don't like it, just don't disrespect me. I'm good on the other shit. You ain't got to watch a movie. You ain't got to follow me or whatever. But, like, don't disrespect me. And, like, why niggas ain't got to go out around trying to recruit people to go against what I'm doing? You feel me? Like, I've been doing my thing a long time. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm elevating. So, it's a lot that come with that. And if, to be honest, if, if this shit not happening the way it's happening, the negative shit, then I ain't doing enough. So, if you think this have niggas talking, you know, just wait till you see the next shit I'm about to do. Now, trying to come up part three is coming out, you feel me? So, uh... Trying to come up part two is a complete success, you know. Both movies that I, I starred in, I lifted off in both of them motherfuckers. So I'd be a fool, I'd have been a fool not to complete that task. So I don't regret none of that shit. So, like speaking on, you know, like gay rules and like Hollywood, you know, like it with the, you know, I'm like conspiracy theorists think, you know, you joining some type of I'm like Illuminati yeah. or something when you if as soon as Hollywood and like makes a man dress like it was just like a woman. So like I wanna know I mean how do you feel about that, you know? Well, um I do. Uh I'm not gonna sit up here and be naive and say that they don't uh have an agenda toward, you know, uh toward that situation they do. Um uh, but I don't really know about the other shit, but I know that for some reason, you know, we all know that they push, they, they be adamant about putting niggas in dresses and all that shit. But, you know, it's crazy because, like, I can't sit up here and judge no nigga who feed their family, you know. So I'm not encouraging niggas to do that. If you have a choice, you know, please, you know, find another way to get this shit done. But I think a lot of directors be having these weird-ass initiatives. To, to see certain shit come to life. So, but like I said, to each his own, you know, I tell niggas all the time, do what makes you comfortable. Do, do you. Because don't do no shit because you trying to stand up and be something because you would do that and the, the nigga that tell you to stand up and be this and be that and be woke, don't fuck with that brother and all that. As soon as you leave out, he gonna do it. He gonna do it. You feel me? I'm serious. Like, do what you want to do at the end of the day. So, now, now, let, well, let me finish. So, let me get to the dress stuff. You ready for this? The first nigga in the dress was Miss Doubtfire. Robin Williams. That's, that's Madea. That's a Madea spinoff to me. Right. Miss Doubtfire. And I thought it was, you know, like Vin Rains with Holiday. But I'm yeah, like, I'm talking about as far as like comedy, comedians. Yeah. Like, Vic Rames, I watched Holiday Hard. That was a good fucking movie. He played the fuck out that role. I don't I don't get into all the, the side of if a nigga gay and all that. That's not my business or whatever it is a nigga choose to be, whatever they choose to do. That's all on that person. That's gonna, that's not going to make me not want to work with a nigga, not want to link with a nigga. With, uh, uh, or if a nigga do a movie or do a role that I don't approve of, I may not approve of it, but that don't mean I'm against it. I respect everybody mine, but... I don't agree with everything. You feel me? So, you know, Eddie Murphy, he played uh, roles in a dress. Martin Lawrence played Shanene, and he played his mama. Now, answer this question. What woman comedian could have played Martin Mama better than him? 
Or what woman comedian could have played? Could what woman comedian could have played Shanini better than him? Nobody. What woman comedian could have played Eddie Murphy mama at the table on the clumps and shit? Or the old lady? Nobody. He played everybody. Exactly. It's not about niggas having this uh, fantasy or having this 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 niche for dresses. It's when you are creative, when you when you create your content as a comedian. Regardless of what roles it is, you're going to play them roles because you want your shit to come out the way you want it to come out. You know the only way this shit going to come out the way you need it to come out, you got to do it. Because, let's be real, I'm not saying women comics ain't funny. It's not that. It's just, when it comes to shit like that, it's hard to get a woman to play a funny woman. You get what I'm saying? And she got a transfer to be like a funny man and everything. All that. You feel me? So it's like, that's a, that's like, it's kind of like, that's a difficult, it's a difficult situation for people to look at like that. They don't look at it from that side. Like, you know, uh, Shanene, I mean not Shanene, uh, Wanda in A Living Color. Right, you had it's raining men with David Allen Grill and Damon Wayans. That shit was funny. Okay, like if you put two women in them two, not gonna lie to you, I'm still like 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 using that like hating. Hating, come on, bro, come on, man. Imagine two women doing that. It's not gonna be funny. They, you couldn't find around that time. You probably had Monique. Besides Monique, who you had? Uh, your girl uh, last name Kamuch, something like that. Uh, yeah, but Living Color, I don't really know too many. No. You know, and besides. I'm at the Wayne sisters. Kim Wayne like, Kim was funny. Wayne, Kim Wayne, but I don't think she would have would have like brought it to that magnitude. They would have used her. Right. They would have used their sister to do them roles, but they know. Maybe they did it itself. You understand the psychological part of it, dog. The e the funniest thing is seeing a dude act like a woman. That's the funniest thing. A sixty year old man can start getting on Instagram with a wig. He gonna shoot up to me and followers. Unfortunately, it's like that. I'm about to say, why you think it's like that? It's a psychological part. Women find that shit hilarious. And the world kind of finds it. Yeah, well, period. Like, period. But women, they lead that. And the crazy part is... They lead that. Like, and I think, you know, people have, I'm like, picks and chooses. Because, like, you... Exactly. But they ain't going to say Martin Martin Gay, Marlon Wayans, or Eddie Murphy Gay. But they'll find somebody like... Like me. Like you, JL Fines. People that just coming up. Yeah. like, it's kind of like how you come in the game is how the people treat you. Yeah, nah. Like, this, they this the game like that. Denzel Washington said that he they they tried to give him a role. He called it a nigga that that couldn't die. Like he was supposed to play a vampire, and they got shot, got stabbed. He couldn't die. You feel me? But that's not how I'm coming in. You feel me? But even if I did choose to come in like that or whatever the fuck it is, it's my decision, and I'm not about to let. Niggas decide which way I should go because they from my neighborhood or they know my first name or they they know my auntie or some shit like that because at the end of the day, none of that mattered when I wasn't who I was. But like, you ain't doing something right. I'm like, people ain't talking about Of course not. (laughs) Like, I I can't hear you only imagine the type of shit that he was getting. The dude from P Valley. I got enough sense to know that None of that shit was real. Out of all that shit you saw, that 
probably 1% of that shit happened. Out of 100%, probably 1% of that shit that happened. And like, you know, people like, you know, the world's so kind of messed up. You could clearly see this dude married and everything. And they still like, man. You're like, nah. Nah, I be messing with dudes on the side. <laughs> they still, it's just, they ain't just giving credit like You know, that. right, because you know, like, he, he, he kissing the fuck out on Clifford on that. <laughs> I was trophying my dog, but I'm like, I'm not kissing. We not. We found a way to do that shit without even trying to jail like that. So yeah. I'm saying, like, even if, you know, this role paying you a couple million dollars and, you know, they like, you know. I don't know double. about that, bro. I don't know. Hopefully by that time. Because, you know, that, that Skrill is something else. Niggas talk that shit, but that Skrill is something else. You know, but I don't know about that, bro. Like, because I just don't know about that shit, bro. Shit, honey, man, well, <laughs> my kids <kiss> me. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You know, my daughter 14, nigga, she won't go to medical school. So, I don't know, bro. <laughs> tough road, man. I was about to play a lot. Like, man, I'm not playing this and that. I bruh, said, so, you know, everybody, just, you know. That's I, I just like, like bro, it's just. Be act, be I don't know, man. I just think that if I'm in the movie and they want me to do that, they they would have to get a double. They got to get a but double. most likely, but they get doubles, you know, for that. Sometimes they don't get doubles, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sometimes they don't get doubles. Uh, and again, you got directors who weird. They want to see all the time. Like, like they'll, they'll they really put that, won't see you kissing They won't put, they'll put that shit together to where they get to, they get to live out their fantasy. They got the type of directors that, that exist. It was kind of like the first Prince of Bella in that time when he became an actor. And like, he played in the hospital bed and he had to kiss a man. He like, it when he quit. <clears throat> And when he didn't read his full script, like you said, yeah. and at the following week, he was put to kiss Holly Berry. He's like, man, I'd kiss that man to kiss Holly Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, it's a, uh, you got to tread, you got to tread the water lightly with this shit, you know, uh, regardless of what you do with entertainment. Just don't give them too much you, you know? And it's, and again, bruh, you got a lot of shit I feel like a lot of uh, movies that got that type of content, that type of dialogue in it, I just feel like some of that shit be overwhelming. It's not needed. Like, I feel like they be pushing that shit in our face a lot. Yeah, because, like, right now they pushing if the LBGTQ community on everybody. You know, everybody kind of get their agenda if you in, you know, in that world. But I'm saying, like... Put it on the kids, on the cartoons and everything. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's just something I never seen as a kid. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know. It, it's, it's, in plain sight, it's in plain sight now. And it's and it definitely have an effect on, on kids. So I don't agree with that. Like, I feel like the rules to being gay should be the same rules to, to drinking. You got to be 21 older. Right. And, you know, and, <laughs> and like, and, and also but another way, too. I kind of feel on a way. Like, I hope y'all are taking this the wrong right. way, bro. Like, well, I'll I speak on for them like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not prejudiced and nothing like that at all because, you know, where we from, that's that's how we grew up. Yeah, we grew up with like, that. Like, that's like, you know, how they got. They people play they, like they that. Got, they, got, they, got, they got gay clubs, but nigga, like, if you grew up in New Orleans, you can be at the, at the bar with a drink and see a full, you know, Gay with her walk straight past you in a straight club. So it's like, we, we grew up different, so we don't have no problem with that shit. I just think like... I'm just speaking on just this situation. Like, basically... Hey, I think the agenda is like... 
kind of showing it early because, like, you know, they got some kids actually be young and be feeling like a certain way, and they don't want them to like, feel about kind of like commit suicide. Right, right, right. Because what I'm saying, but like, when we was growing up, we knew who was gonna yeah, be like was, that. Yeah, we knew it was a little. But we ain't make, but we ain't make niggas feel like that. Right. I think society is fucking up people. They act like they care about the LGBT, but they really don't. And they try to make it look like men who are straight hate gays when society really creating all that shit. The only part I really don't like is, you know, like, far as their community. I don't like how they just try to cancel people because everybody not right. fully understanding. Like, you know, I hate you that. can say something, you trying to cancel a person. I don't, yeah. like, I don't really like You that. can't control how people take shit. And that's right. the fucked up part that they have such a big influence that even if you if you don't mean what, what they think you mean, they still try to get you canceled. I just had a situation where this gay dude, I'm saying, this homosexual guy, uh, said that I was said that I took his his pictures and made a page and was selling them and insulting him. And he he got my TikTok page with 93,000 followers banned. He sent this whole he said he said I'm my I'm gonna send my my queer gang at you. And when he found out it wasn't me. He got on TikTok and apologized and all that type of shit. My, but my page you still gone. Page yeah, you feel me? It's just I think you mess with your money. Yeah, pretty much. Well, my social media money. <laughs> social media money. Yeah, you know whatever yeah. that is, bro. Like, like my thing is, I think you know it's just like a growing thing. It's like kind of like it's kind of like how they have like white broadcasters. Might actually slip up and say the N word right. and get canceled, like you know, it's the kind of same way with the LBTTQ, you know. And I like I be trying to like kind of stay off the topic, but I'm like you know, somebody got to talk about it because yeah, I just think that they they agenda now is different. Uh, I feel like man, you got the LGBTs who just live their life, and you got the ones that's trying to convert everybody into their belief, you know, and that belief of you know, the, you know the biggest debate is 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 people born gay. You know, like having kids pick their gender at a young age and stuff like that. You know, that's the biggest debate. I stay away from that debate, uh, but I have my beliefs about it. But you know, these are my opinions, and you know, I just feel like you know, we born, we either born a man or a woman. You know, and when you get to a certain age, if you want to become, you know, that, you know, that's your your choice. But I think. When it comes to people fighting and fussing over that, people need they that need to be left alone because you can't change the foundation of God. You can't change that. You cannot give yourself your own pronoun. Like I'ma start identifying as white. Why you see that? Cause everybody else gets to identify as shit. Like, you know, if everyone their own their own pronoun, like I this this dude can identify as a woman. Why can't I identify as white? Why can't I identify as my credit score is 700? Identify as rich. Police put me on I identify as the police. You saw the double standard in that shit goes? It's not the point of you gay. It's never that. It's that it's only, it feels like it, it feels like only they matter and not everything else. They got real, real issues. Because when we have an injustice happening and cops killing black the people. Is, hey, but hold on the topic. I'm about to get up. Like, it's a whole other topic. Like, you know, now that, you know, being gay 
is kind of more respected. I'm like, then one, then actually being one, I'm like, black male. Like, you know, being a black male is probably like the lowest totem pole of being in America. It is. It is, man. Like, everybody hate us, bro. It's sad to see. It's like, you know, you, you got to go home and sometimes they put your own girl on. You got to fight the world and they will fight your girl, all type of shit. And you got you got everybody looking at you cross nose and shit. Uh, yeah, that's why I see, you know, you can't not be naive and see that that isn't like, you know, you know, an extra push for that shit. Because like you said, gay men are respected more than black men. And I ain't talking about gay black men, just gay men, period. Right. You feel me? Hey, but you actually, I'm going to respect them more being one, I mean, gay black man than being a black man. Wow. Because you, you could actually use that, like, hey, but you try to discriminate because I'm gay. Right. You ain't say because I'm black, because I'm gay. So it's like... Yeah, and listen... Being discriminated for being discriminated for being gay holds more weight being than being discriminated for being black. So, of course, I have a problem with that. And the LGBT community will watch this video and say he hates gays. No, no, I don't either. Have to throw it out. Yeah, there. no, it's not that. I just hate the way that we're hated, and nobody says anything about it. And I hate the way that. One group get more respect than the other group because of how that group is. And then that group take notice to that and taking advantage of that power. Mm. Hey, bruh. Our whole life, from the KKK to the gay, gay, gay. We be, <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm going to take that off. <laughs> I'm going to take that off. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, so oh, I had to cry. I had to hit that one. It was set up. It was like an alley hoop. And so, tell us what's next for you. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm producing and starting a movie called Corner Store. We got all the best of the best in that movie. Uh, we got all the dope comedians. We got everybody in that motherfucker from from Corey to Corey Decay, nigga to downtown Leslie Brown. My dog nonsense. Uh, shout out to my dog Iran TV. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Fat Fat and all that. Uh, they uh, We all came together and put together this dope New Orleans comedy. It's a New Orleans comedy. It's going to be something special, dog. I, I hope y'all ready for it. I look forward to it coming out. Uh, everybody that's working on a movie got the right mindset and energy. Nobody got egos. We all just trying to put this shit together and get it out there. And it's coming out. We got a dope crew. So that's the next thing for me. That's what I'm working on. And uh, that's what I'm working on, period, man. Along with production movies. Like, you know, I love social media, I do. But the goal was never to, to just to be on now. It was to use it as a platform and a tool to get to the next level. So, I mean, I'm definitely working to be able to be off the motherfucker more than on it. So, it's so much shit going on, bro, that I got going on to the point to where niggas just gonna have to sit back and see and watch. I can't, I can't even really get into... The shit I'm doing because it's so much, it's so much, so much, so less. It's so a lot. And I have I was, a lot. <laughs> excuse me, I have a lot going on, man. You know, but it's a, this a, you're looking at a little bit over a decade in this shit. You hear me? You gotta know. So it's so much, so much, so so much going on. Just know I'm about to be the biggest. Shit, by the time the interview come out, I might be. That's how fast shit been happening. And we dropping every day. Hey, bro. <laughs> and I'm and niggas are becoming stars every day. Yeah. So it's about to happen. 
All right. And also, last but not least, tell everyone, I mean, what can you find you on social media? Oh, uh, find me my new page. You know they be taking my shit. So this is the last one. I'm not getting them on Instagrams out of this. Uh, at Mario the Entertainer on Instagram, on Twitter, Mario the Comic, two underscores at the beginning and the end. Facebook, Comedian Mario P. You know, it's all love, man. No Lazine TV. New Orleans, I love y'all. Y'all already know. Lazine, make them scream. N O L A Z I N E. Make them S C R E A M. Scream. No Lazine, make them scream. You heard me.